you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Guys, we're all in this together. We're all facing the same challenges, whether the uncertainty of today where things are changing minute by minute to how this affects your staff, to how COVID-19 and the coronavirus might be shutting your business down either by choice or by civic or local mandate that you must close. This episode is all about the options we have and what we must be thinking about in terms of keeping the public safe, keeping our employees safe, how to keep your staff, how to pivot your business, whether that means closing down your sit-down dining room and moving to a delivery model or a pickup, you know, curbside pickup model or grab and go out of another location in your in your establishment that doesn't affect the dining room you know whatever it is we're going to be talking about all these different options we're also going to be talking about the widespread issues with financing and the challenges we have when business is down significantly it might be 50% down it might be 75% down you know all of us are experiencing different things but know that options are available and that you must reach out reach out to your lenders your banks they will work with you ask for certain concessions and what's possible whether that be lines of credit or even loans that might be not forgiven, but extended, okay, so that you suspend payments for a couple of months. All these options are possible, in addition to the Small Business Administration that will soon be um, mentioning what the disaster relief options would be for small business affected by you know, this pandemic. So it's all about best practices. I'm so happy once again to be working with my fellow industry professional and colleague, Jamie Oikel of RunningRestaurants.com needs no introduction. This was actually his idea. I was thrilled to be part of it. Um, he actually came up with this. We put our heads together and we said, okay, this is a topic affecting everyone. Let's talk about what people are doing, what people can be doing, You know, how to think through the uncertainty and how to make our best decisions. So stay tuned as uh, Jamie leads this call and I uh, offer any input that I can in addition to a few other industry professionals that are on the call, as well as a big, robust question and answer session. So thanks for listening. It's affecting us all. I wish you all the best um, during the times ahead. We will pull together. We will persevere. And this will pass. But thanks for you know staying with us. I hope you'll learn a lot from this episode. All right, folks, uh, let's get started. It's 12. Everybody, everybody is, is, of course, super busy and going crazy right now. As I mentioned in the emails, this is uh, what you would call hour-by-hour hour management challenge. If you hit refresh on your browser, something else is new and sitting there. And um, so we're just going to address some of the stuff that's, that's come in and that we're seeing. And obviously, a lot of questions. We don't have a lot of answers here today, but we want to talk about it and get feedback from what folks are seeing out there in the market. So uh, I'm going to try to pin Roger uh, up on the thing. And Ro- Roger is a, a colleague of mine that I've worked with for, for years at this point. And um, he has been interviewed and extensively and will we'll, we'll tell you some, some of the stuff that he's done, but, but he's also an, a current operator. So he's going to talk about the operating stuff. He's a board member in, in Maine Restaurant Association. So uh, Roger, why don't you talk for, uh, for a little bit? I'm going to try to pin you there so folks make sure they see you. Um, if you want to give quick background, if you want to get into what you're seeing, I know you've talked to lenders and folks and what's going on out there. 
Yeah, very quickly, for those of you who aren't familiar with me, I am a current operator, as Jamie mentioned. I'm operating a new business uh, that I just purchased eight months ago that is experiencing a 70% decline in business. I mean, I'm also a business coach for restaurants. I sell online products through Restaurant Rockstars. I have a weekly podcast. I'm in touch with the industry as a whole. I'm a board member of my state restaurant and hospitality association. So there's so many areas that we can go with this, but I know that Mike Pence, uh, our vice president, is making a major State of the Union announcement tonight regarding small business and what that means and if there will be mandatory closures of businesses. We already know that at least one state, Ohio, has already forced sit-down restaurants to mandatorily close. We know that New York City has done the same. Boston is following suit, and this could gain momentum across the country. So that is uh, that is current history. Uh, it's already happening, and what happens in your state remains to be seen. I am in touch with lots of clients as you know, diverse across the country. Some of those are in college towns where the colleges have closed down and they've sent their kids home and now businesses dried up completely. These people have leases to honor. These people have payment obligations. Um, what I will tell you is the SBA is announcing disaster relief loans for small business, restaurants and hospitality included. And you really need to dial into your state and, and talk to your state restaurant association. They are the, the disseminator of information in this case. They are in touch on the front lines on a minute-by-minute -minute basis. And you got to get first in line in order to qualify for this if it comes to that with your business. Um, speaking of my own business, I, I did mention that business has dramatically declined. Fortunately for us, we're going to pivot because we do have a grab-and-go facility and we are offering curbside pickup where we will carry orders to the car for people. They don't even have to get out of their car. We will be doing delivery. A lot of restaurants in our area are being forced to do this. And then you, what you want to do if you choose to do this is try to take the credit cards over the phone, pay in advance because cash handling is suddenly becoming a problem where your delivery people, your curbside pickup people don't want to be handling people's cash. So obviously credit card numbers over the phone is kind of the way, the way to go there. So, you know, you've got to pivot. Um, I've been in touch with my lenders, you know, my bank, and I asked for some concessions today because I'm going to experience uh, a cash crisis very soon. Um, cash flow being what it is in businesses, it varies from time of year. Our slow season is the winter time. So we had many days and many weeks during the winter where our business was not breaking even. And now suddenly as we come into the spring, the last two weeks of business were really strong. We had really strong business and then virtually overnight that business has dried up as we go into our busy season. So cash flow is critical. Knowing what your daily and weekly break even is also very, very important. If you don't know how to calculate that, reach out to me, Roger, R-O-G-E-R, -E at restaurantrockstars.com. I'd be happy to help you with that. But at least that gives you an indication of what days you should close down where you're not with consistency, at least consistently meeting that daily break-even number. Know that your employees, they're putting special programs in place to, to sort of accelerate the unemployment um, collection process. Your employees can apply for reduced hours or, or hours reduction uh, that happens in your business. And you might have to cut their hours, but they're going to be able to collect some of that money back because it's essential that we maintain our staff and not lose them. So all these problems you have to balance at the same time. Um, really quickly with my lenders, I've been able to negotiate 
sort of a temporary suspension of my loan payments. So all those payments will be extended on the end of the terms of my contract. It's not forgiving the loans, but it gives you a couple of months of reprieve of having to pay your principal and interest payments if you have loans with your banks. And then they're also uh, working with me on a new line of credit. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is ask for things. You don't ask, you don't get. A lot of you are in a position where you can, you've got relationships with your lenders and your banks, hopefully for a long period of time, and they will work with you because they're experiencing this problem widespread. So that's a lot to digest and disseminate. Um, If it's appropriate, I've printed out uh, something that came into my email today from the Center of Disease Control that affects eating establishments exclusively. So we can talk about that as well. Hey, Raj, appreciate it, man. Um, uh, I'm just kind of, I'm just trying to manage the flow of folks uh, coming into the call. So um, there, there a, lot, a lot of folks are, are on the line and chatting. So yeah, just to echo what Roger, a couple things Roger's saying is, first of all, unprecedented, right? I mean, um, right. even four days ago, you wouldn't have thought, oh, okay, sports, you wouldn't, a week ago, they're not going to close sports. Who would ever do that? Two day, three days ago, they're not going to close schools. Who would ever do that? They're not going to close restaurants and bars. Who would ever do that? And all these things just happened. So um, we, we haven't seen it before. Um, it is, it is, it is definitely new. Uh, I was looking this morning, and, we're, and folks are chiming in. Yes, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, Boston, Philly, uh, Seattle. Um, they are forcing closures, just government based, uh, moving people to takeout and delivery options only. Um, and so let's talk about takeout and delivery now as, as, as one of the main things that folks need to get behind. You said you're pivoting there. Um, yeah. a lot of folks, uh, everybody, this, this call was going to go into, when I, when I thought about it on Saturday, I had some ideas and then of course so much happened on, on Sunday mm-hmm. into today where I wanted to talk about what can we do when we get past this? But really we, we, we really, all we can talk about is where we are right now because yes, we would have liked to have already been full steam with delivery, but if you haven't started delivery, you know, what can you do? If you, you, so what, what are you doing uh, right now when you talk about pivot? Let's go there for a little bit. Limiting the menu right now because your menu in many cases is very, very extensive. So one, you have to figure out what is the simplest for your kitchen staff to make, especially if you have to cut labor in your kitchen. So figure out what items travel well, can be packaged well, but also are the most profitable items to sell. Because let's face it, if people aren't leaving their homes and if they're staying home only by necessity going out, then suddenly you're in a position to offer a service to them that will be accepted And I'm not saying take advantage of people, but just make sure that you can sort of reach that balance between selling high profit items that are going to put the most money in your bank account and be simple and easy and efficient to make and deliver well if it's within a 20 minute radius of where your restaurant establishment is. So we are in the process right now of paring down the menu and coming up with what that limited takeout menu is going to be. Interestingly enough, tomorrow being St. Patrick's Day, we had announced a big St. Patrick's Day lunch and dinner that was also combined with, you can call in your order and we will package meals for you you to pick up that kind of thing. And now we've had to cancel that dinner and we're only going to the pickup service. And tomorrow will be the very first trial of how well that goes. And then in conjunction with, like I said, paring down a regular menu, we have a breakfast and lunch place. So we're putting together, okay, what's simple to make, what's easy to make, what's highly profitable to sell, and that will travel well. 
And then, uh, you know, we've cut our labor. Uh, we've cut our dining staff till further notice. We've cut dishwashers. We have uh, two or three key players in our kitchen that are either bakers or line cooks. And, uh, you know, we're going to try and keep them employed as long as we can and see what comes in the door for this delivery and curbside pickup business. We may, in fact, have to pivot yet again and close entirely if we're forced to do so, either with Pence's um, announcement tonight or just because there's just not enough business coming in. And I got to tell you, all the restaurants in this area are doing the same pivot. It's all about take, you know, um, to go and, and delivery and all that kind of stuff. So remains well, to be seen. Yeah, Roger. Um, uh, question, question for you. Yep. Um, communication wise, how are you letting folks know that? Are they calling, are calling the restaurant's phone? Are you, have you updated the website? Are you doing Facebook, Twitter? How are you getting the word out? All of the above. Mostly it's social media. We also have uh, a regular newspaper ad in, you know, our community that is wide, widely read. So we're communicating weekly uh, through that medium. We also have, and I don't want to discount old school marketing. We have two very large and prominent sandwich board signs that are very visible, that are literally on our main street, that all the traffic, even though traffic is limited and people are staying home, it's still a way of announcing what we're doing. The curbside pickup and delivery thing, call ahead, the phone number is there, and uh, you know, as many things as we can. But social media obviously is the heart of everything, especially if you built a following um, with social media. All right, Roger, I'm going, to, I'm going to keep you on the screen uh, there. So this is, uh, I, I appreciate we have over 50 folks have called in, which is great on an imp impromptu, just, just jump on call. So I, I appreciate, appreciate everyone's time. You just talked about uh, cutting staff and everybody's going through this process there. This, this is the del This is the really delicate thing because like I said, three, four days ago, you, you're yeah. managing this, everything's fine, tra but boom, uh, all of a sudden, you know, revenue is going to be way down over the next for the foreseeable future. And now you have to make decisions about people and, and retailers are doing the same thing. Um, thoughts it's about also about ordering an inventory, James. Let's, let's face it. You're either sitting on a, a, a very expensive amount of inventory that you may or may not sell. Mm -hmm. You might think about returning unopened cases of product you think you're not going to need or use. So get full credit from your suppliers. You need to negotiate payments with suppliers. I mean, we're facing all these issues simultaneously. Anything that's, you know, a full case or an unopened package, chances are you can return it um, without uh, penalty provided it's recent goods that have come in the door. Um, yeah, so I, I, I read a lot of art articles and what I've seen is, and the fact is, like, the people that are most vulnerable are going to be affected uh, most, most, most soon by this, right? The low wage workers who are going paycheck to paycheck day to day. Yes. And if their hours get cut or, and so forth, they're, they're getting hit. How, how, what do you, you said you were cutting, cutting hours, obviously. What, what else is going on there? Yeah, uh, we've cut staff. So of course they're going to apply for immediate unemployment benefits, which every state offers. Um, I believe that that process is being sort of sped up because normally there's a waiting period of a week or two before people start collecting their funds. And I think immediate funds are available there. And, uh, you know, you can also, if you're an employee faced with this situation, if your hours have been cut, not completely eliminated, you can also apply for a reduction of hours. So there's two different ways to go. Either you've lost your job completely or your hours are simply being reduced, but you can collect you know, unemployment. So I definitely encourage, uh, you know, the, the hospitality industry staff to look into that and not wait because, you know, there's going to be a lot of overwhelm in this as, as it continues to unfold. 
All right, I, I just um, put a, put something in the chat since we have a lot of a lot of folks here. Um, go ahead and type questions that you have. Again, I can open up the mic if somebody um, wants to speak directly to Roger uh, and or myself. I can we can open up you right into the video feed as well, so we can be interactive for what folks want to address and, and situations that are going, how you're dealing with this stuff. So use the chat window to let me know you're interested in that. I, I got a lot of people on the side um, that I have to then find you in the chat. But um, while, while I do, while, while people, have you, if you, as you have a chance to type in, please do that. I'm going to look at a couple other notes that I saw. Um, one of the things, strategies that I've seen posted on Facebook and elsewhere, how we can help local independent restaurants and retailers is to um, purchase gift cards for them. So um, right, it's, it's, right. it's obvious, obviously it's a nice gesture. Uh, if you think about my situation where we're here, we got three kids, we're running around every day from school to practice and so forth. We eat out four to five times a week somewhere. Sometimes it's just quick service. Uh, to at least two, usually two times it's nice sit down service. So we are obviously going to curtail our expenses. We're going to be looking at, at um, and takeout, but um, uh, the, the the point is, uh, pe people people things are going to change. But how can I support my local folks? So I could right now buy a lot of gift cards. Of course, there's uncertainty for me in, in my income stream and my family, and the stock market is going like crazy. So I'm not really in a position to outlay, let's say, five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to these local people. But but I, I I would take advantage of of, of an opportunity because I know we're going to get back to normal, right? So if my some of my favorite restaurants nearby offered a gift card sale, uh, and they offered maybe maybe a discount on it too, maybe it's just ten percent, or even twenty percent, that's something that I could get behind. I could give them the cash in hand. So I think that is something that you should promote as an opportunity for uh, for your customers uh, to do. Uh, get that out there on social media. Hey, support local businesses. Roger, thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because the social media thing has been going wild. And I saw three posts this morning where local people have mentioned exactly that. It's like, if you can do something nice, pay it forward, buy some gift cards to support these local establishments, because everyone's aware that a lot of these restaurants are pillars of the local community. They support a lot of staff. They literally contribute to the community. They're good neighbors. You know, they give back whenever they can. So now it's time to support those businesses that have been good to you. And I'm seeing a lot of that. And I think it's a beautiful gesture and it's something that'll help. But again, even that is changing minute by minute, especially if, you know, restaurants are ultimately forced to close. You know, it, it's just so many unanswered questions about how long this will last. Will it be weeks? Will it be months? I mean, it'll have long range implications for sure. Yeah, Roger, it is changing um, quickly. Like, for example, uh, the guidelines were two days ago, 200, 250 people or less for a gathering. And, and yesterday, the CDC or last night said, hey, let's let's go to 50 people or less for gatherings. And it may be eight weeks. And that that would be a big deal. I see I yep. see a question um, in here. Uh, is it time to pander the table? Let staff let staff go to unemployment. Uh, I will run my inventory down on perishable goods. Close afterwards. Need to need to need to figure out break even points. So that's um, good stuff there. Do well, that's a good point as well. You know, the under the table thing can be legal if you have staff that that suddenly turn into independent contractors. And as long as you don't pay them more than six hundred dollars, you know you don't have to ten ninety nine them or any of that sort of thing. So it's a fine line, of course. You don't want to break any laws. You might explore, you know, legalities of that in the state. 
But if, if there are any of your staff that can then become consultants to your business and then set their hours and come in and say, you know what, I know you need baking from five to six or whenever, you know, suddenly they're not employees anymore. They're just independent people that may or not be with you long term. I don't think you're breaking any rules by doing that. Yeah. Um, thanks, Roger. So uh, do, do employees take sick pay before applying for unemployment? Do you know, um, do you know anything on that? No, you know, that would definitely be a call to your state labor department. And unfortunately, I mean, I wish the things were different. I tried calling my labor department today and they're literally on a call you back basis. So they'll take your phone number, get back to you. It's been several hours. I have not heard back from them. So of course the phones are lighting up. Um, wish I had more information on that one. All right. Yeah. And, and you, you kind of touched on this already, but yeah, so you, someone talks about not, you know, not, they're not going to pay their rent until further notice the real estate, you know, trust, they're going to be covered there. Yeah. So those guys have big pockets, right? A lot, a lot of your, your a lot of your uh, uh, landlords and so forth are going to be understanding to an extent and everybody's going to have to shift their, um, uh, their, their philosophy here. And so, and, and so you, yeah, sorry, Roger, I'll just finish that thought. So, so definitely, yeah. you know, you, you can think about that as an option. Uh, they talk about need to yeah, need a plan to shut down emergency time, and uh, all right. So, so I guess you can address the rent one. You talked about your lenders, but obviously your landlord is different. What do you got? Well, it's interesting because suddenly you're in a position. Uh, with both your staffing as well as your landlord, where these people, you know, they, where are they going to go in the hospitality industry and get another job during these uncertain times? So if they're going to collect un unemployment, chances are they're going to come back to you and you won't lose them full time. Managers may or may be a little bit different because if they switch industries, of course, and they go to an industry less affected by this, they might be able to get another job. I mean, that's going to be a case by case basis. Um, it's really hard to say. There's a question here about sales tax. I think that's a critical issue to address. I literally this morning wrote a very large uh, check to my state uh, board of equalization. And my feeling is this. It's like if you've collected the tax money, you're literally on the hook for it. And I think there's going to be severe penalties for those that don't pay. Um, I don't know. I've yet to hear if the government's going to make any concession as long as you've taken in the money. It's, it's not a fair thing for us to spend the taxes that we've collected on other expenses in our restaurant. You will ultimately be on the hook for that and you might get yourself in trouble. Plus, if you don't pay on time, you're probably going to be looking at further scrutiny and sort of be on their watch list. So yeah, that's the kind of thing I wouldn't mess with. Um, couple, couple things. I, I, the, the, the interface only asks for people's first names and so forth, but I, I do recognize a, a number of folks that are, that are on the call. Uh, don't feel, I'm putting you on the spot, but feel free to decline. Uh, Darren, who, who I know, uh, and love, uh, looks like, looks like he's on the call. Darren, if I'm going to unmute you, if, 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 if that works from here, um, if, uh, on your side, if, if you're, if you're there to chime in, I would love, love to hear what you're doing. Darren, are you there? Hey, Jamie, how are you today? Good, man. Darren is another contributor and awesome dude. Um, also runs a, a, a mystery shopping company, runs restaurants, has run restaurants all up and down the line. Super knowledgeable at the industry. Darren, what are you doing um, right now? <laughs> That's quite a question, Jamie. Uh, currently, I hate to say it, but we've decided to close the restaurant. And every part of my day has just been guiding our members through what to do. And what I find it's individual scenarios. Um, the first piece of it, you guys have been talking a lot about the, the employee 
factor. That, that's number one. We're trying to maintain good relations with our, our staff. We, we want to make sure that we help and take care of them in any way we can. And we will need them when we bounce back really strong. So the world that we're in is a lot of catering. So the events have unfortunately shut, which is a, a big support for our restaurant. So that's what drove that. On the secret shopping and the coaching side, obviously, we're just kind of pausing everything for now, but it's uh, cost cutting. It's cost cutting 101. And the first thing that we're going to is basically everything to keep the lights on, right? Anything that you don't need right now just has to come off the table and you have to be smart about it. But I think what's going to rebound us is the relationships. And the way that we're starting to look at this is the next two, three, four weeks, we're starting already to plan to be stronger. So we're in shutdown, uh, cutback mode right now, but we are starting to look forward on what we can do during this little break on how we bounce back and get through this. So it's going to be uh, some challenging times in front of us. Yeah, Darren, thank you, man. Yeah, one of the things that I had noted, wrote down is, yes, uh, in all the craziness, it will be an opportunity to reset because as hospitality businesses, there's not uh, a a five-month cushion of cash that's sitting there ready to go where you've been waiting for this to happen. That is not how restaurants operate. However, uh, when something like this does happen, which again is, uh, is unprecedented, what do you do uh, to make yourself stronger for the next time around. And so everybody should definitely go through that process as well. Um, another another, uh, another folk that I see on the line that I'd love to um, hopefully uh, Mark uh, McShafey um, out, of, um, out of Indiana, I see you on the line. Mark, I'm going to unmute you if, um, if you want to uh, jump on and talk about your restaurants. You a lot of fine dining stuff, um, uh, higher, higher end stuff. And I'm not sure if I moved you there when I did that. Uh, so Mark might not be there. Mark, are you still there? Yeah, I think I think I, I either lost him or scared him away on that. I, I think I might have hit a wrong button. So I apologize for that. Um, I'm trying to look if, if, if there's other folks that definitely, I see some questions. So I want to get to the questions again. But if uh, there's folks that definitely want to talk, all I see is a lot of first names and stuff. So I'm not sure where everyone is. But if you want to definitely chime in, please, please, please let me know that. Uh, let me go back to the questions here. Um, Whoops, I missed a bunch of stuff. All right, so uh, how does how does pickup work? People order over the phone. Restaurants tell them that their order will be ready in six minutes. Customer drives to the restaurant. Then what? Does customer call the restaurant and say they're waiting in the parking lot. What do you think? So um, quick thoughts there, Raj? Yeah, yeah. we uh, we actually are, are trying this out for the very first time tomorrow, but we plan on having delivery people actually carrying the order, wearing gloves, of course, you know, rubber gloves to the car. We, we also talked about taking credit card orders over the phone and getting the payment process handled before the customer even shows up. And then we ask over the phone, what make and model of car will you be driving? What color is it? And I'll have a runner on a walkie-talkie literally in the parking lot. And as a car pulls up, I'll say, you know, and I'll radio my air traffic controller indoors saying, okay, the, the, the black Ford Explorer just showed up and that sort of thing. And that's how the, uh, you know, the delivery will go curbside. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, if restaurant is forced to close, are we able to continue to go in delivery? So I've seen this as a lot of states just announced this. Yes, the indoor dining facility is closed, but to go is still ready to go. So that, that's happening. What is... 
what if this last month? Um, not sure. Um, Maybe it means what if this is, um, uh, we'll have to, if you can clarify that one for me, that, that'd be, I, I'd appreciate it. Uh, what do you do with lease, utilities, other expenses? If you close for two weeks, do you still need to pay those? Uh, I, I think, yeah, again, that's going to be case by case basis. You're going to mm -hmm. see people understanding um, in terms of bill receipt. So, but again, check with your, your local folks. Uh, it is all about new break even. Can you make money with take order? Yeah, it's smarter to shut down. Yeah, you're going to have to do that analysis for yourself. Uh, this is Mark in, in Ohio. Are you are you able to offer to go offerings? The only caveat is that patron cannot congregate or consume the product on premises. Thanks for that, Mark. Appreciate it. Uh, need to be realistic with the last two months. Minimum in recovery will be six months. It, it probably will take a while to recover. There's going to be a lot of pent up demand. That is the good news. Um, all right. Does anyone know of an online app, except for gift cards, rather than doing physical cards? Um, couple couple quick things there. Um, I don't I don't know of an app for um, for gift cards off the top of my head. Sorry, I've been, I haven't had Roger on the thing. Um, uh, I do. I did want to point out um, uh, one of our one of our writers, NetWaiter. Definitely check them out in terms of delivery. Uh, that's NetWaiter.com. Uh, I want to get in touch with those guys. Bring them online in the near future to offer tips. If you haven't started doing takeout and delivery, they can help you. Uh, but we'll, let me go back to that question, Roger. Uh, online app for gift cards. Uh, have you seen anything? No, just the ones that are obviously connected to the point of sale system that you're currently using. So most of the major POS providers have the online gift card capable, you know, capabilities and processing, and it's all networked and interfaced with that POS. And they would be the experts at telling you, you know, what you can do uh, about that sort of thing. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dealing with the the the, te the tech issues here. Looking looking for you. Online ordering, though. Let's talk about that really quickly because I have heard in the industry that some of the leading, uh, you know, deliver options uh, are offering either reduced fees or they're waiving fees on that whole online ordering piece, just to give themselves sort of a competitive advantage and to help the industry at the same time. Um, uh, anybody who's using an online platform, go ahead and, um, or, you know, obviously people know about Uber Eats and, and things like that, but if there's another provider that you love, feel free to put them in the chat box where folks can then, can then check them out. That would be helpful. Again, I, I, I recommend checking out NetWaiter. I like the platform. Obviously this isn't a, you got to do what you got to do scenario, but I prefer the platforms that give you control of the data versus the otherwise where you're just, you know, you're paying a big fee and you don't even get, get the data to use for your marketing down the road. So it, it would be better to get yourself in that situation where you can control the list. Right now, if you had a list of 3,000 people in your local marketplace and you explain the situation where you could talk about takeout, delivery, your hours, your changes, what you can do, um, that's going to be the best uh, situation to be in. Um, so anyway, please, please type in those thoughts. Um, uh, Roger, uh, you said you had some CDC guidelines stuff that, yes, that's, that's yes. new to come out. Um, go ahead and, and share some of that. Yeah. Um, the CDC has released specific recommendations for virus control in those establishments that either are allowed to operate or choose to continue operating. I'll read that list really quickly. And then there's some commonly asked questions that I think are highly relevant that uh, would, would be important also. So the recommendations for virus control, obviously some are common sense and some you might not be thinking about, but obviously you've got to review and reinforce your employee health policy so that every employee that you maintain on staff is following these cleanliness and sanitary procedures. You've got to comply obviously with your state 
uh, health codes and regulations. Obviously, promote the use of hand sanitizers and sanitary wipes and hand washing very, very frequently. It says here, clean and sanitize frequently touched surfaces, handrails, doorknobs, ketchup bottles, salt and pepper shakers. Obviously, that's common sense. Have standard operating procedures on cleaning, sanitizing, using proper chemicals. Provide your customers with hand sanitizer before and after they, they walk in the door. Frequently change utensils. Um, and, and this is important with bathrooms, obviously. In facilities that have air dryers only, make sure you've got paper towels in the restroom so that people can shut off the water with a paper towel and they can open the door with a paper towel, have a trash can there, so obviously the paper doesn't end up on the floor. If we move on to commonly asked questions right now, people are asking if food that's imported to the U.S. from China or other countries is affected by the virus. The answer being, currently there is no evidence to support transmission associated with imported goods, and there is no reported cases of COVID-19 in the U.S. that's associated with imported goods. Number two, are food products produced in the U.S. a risk for the spread? No evidence to suggest that. Can I get sick from the virus from touching food, the food packaging, or food contact services if the virus was present on it? Currently, no evidence of food or food packaging associated with transmission of the virus. Uh, can I get COVID-19 from a food worker handling my food? Currently, no evidence of food or food packaging being associated with transmission. However, the virus that causes COVID-19 is spreading from person to person in the U.S. rapidly. The CDC recommends that if you are sick, stay home. Obviously, that's common sense until you're better, no longer pose a risk. Uh, anyone handling, preparing, and serving food should always follow safe food handling procedures, washing hands and surfaces. That's where that serve safe thing really comes in. Knives, cutting boards, you know, cross-contamination of product, bleach buckets handy, all that stuff that we learned that, you know, we take for granted sometimes. You got to make sure all those processes are still in place. Um, obviously, food workers who are ill should stay home. Anyone who has symptoms of any acute respiratory illness, don't come to work until they're free of those symptoms. Um, there's also a question here about masks, um, which everyone seems to be wearing these days. Uh, let's see where that one is. Are there any precautions workers should take to avoid becoming sick? It says CDC does not recommend that people who are well wear a face mask. So if you're feeling well and no symptoms, it's saying don't wear a face mask. Um, they should only be used by people who show symptoms to help prevent the spread of disease to others. That's, that's crazy. But the use of face masks is also crucial for those healthcare workers and people who take care of someone that has the virus right now in close settings. And then finally, should food facilities, grocery stores, manufacturing facilities, restaurants perform any special cleaning or sanitation procedures? CDC recommends routine cleaning of all frequently touched surfaces. I think we, we covered that a moment ago, but that's workstations, countertops, doorknobs. Use the cleaning agents that are usually associated, that are usually used in these areas and follow the directions on the label. CDC does not recommend any additional disinfection beyond routine cleaning at this time. So there's a website, there's a link to this. If anyone uh, you know, is interested, I can certainly provide that link and, and we can share that with you as well. Yeah, well, we can update the page on the site where this is with some of that, some of that stuff. A couple of things that were in the chat. Um, one of them, uh, yeah, uh, this just a note from somebody to me directly, but talking about uh, went to every 20 minute cleaning, all staff and all, all clean, all surfaces. Yeah, so that is a, a dramatic increased need 
of um, what you have to do. Just I, I know I'm sure that was not done every 20 minutes before, even though that that would be awesome. So it's a dramatic increase in what you have to do um, to keep things clean. So also wanted to, I want to thank folks for for chiming in on who you're using for um, delivery and so forth. I see things like um, uh, obviously Uber Eats and Postmates, and let me just switch to me so. Um, all right, so uh, Mobile Bytes, another one. I, that's good. Appreciate that. Based in Phoenix. Um, DoorDash, Postmates, uh, some are offering no fees for the next 60 days. One is offering payment next day instead of next week. So that's good to hear. Appreciate that. Um, Justin talks about limited seating. Yeah, there's. I, I, I remember seeing before, again, things change so quickly. One was like, hey, yeah, pull out 50% of your seating. And then, of course, the next day, I think they said, you know, close everything except for takeout. But, yeah, so mm-hmm. that social distancing idea of removing tables to make things six to eight feet apart is also um, is also happening. Someone, uh, Michael, uh, there's a Michael comment in the chat. Should we, be, should we limit seating tonight? We are in Florida and have been full every night so far. So, uh, uh, Michael, uh, if, if you can put in the chat again, if you'd like to talk, we'd love to hear how your, your operating looks or just type a little bit more about, you know, what, what you're doing. That's interesting to hear because folks are definitely experiencing, um, you know, a downturn. And I mean, say a huge day tomorrow, right? It's supposed to be St. Patrick's. It's supposed to be fun day and people have big plans for months and all of a sudden, boom, uh, you know, no, no, no fun there. And I know uh, us as a family, we're kind of um, doing what we're told in terms of we're going to quarantine pretty hard. Kids are out of school um, for at least two weeks now. I'm sure it's going to extend past that. We're going to probably resort to uh, takeout mode uh, and cooking at home. So, uh, and people are following us. So, so I'll look for Michael's thoughts. If you want to add to that, that would be that would be cool to hear. Uh, what else is here? Face mask, thank you from touching. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point about the face masks, right? Um, if just by having it on, it, it'll keep you away from from actually touching touching your face. Um, all right. So anyway, Michael, again, again, if, if you, yep. All right. So here we go, Michael. Can service transition to delivery roles? What are liability concerns? Well, good question. I don't have, I don't have an answer for that. Roger thoughts on now is a server going to jump in a car? We do. Yes. Yes. We, we actually do that, but the liability issue is a concern. I would check with your insurance agency and get some sort of a rider for temporary delivery service. If you don't already have such a thing on your policy, um, it is a new source of revenue, but it does come at an expense uh, if you don't already have it on your policy. But yes, we we do uh, or are transitioning um, some of our current staff to delivery roles. Um, I guess this also goes uh, into that whole independent contractor thing. If suddenly these people are no longer employees, they're using their own car, that sort of thing. And if you can prove they're independent contractors, uh, contractors, then suddenly the liability would shift to that person's own insurance versus your insurance. But again, that's a real fine line. And I would check with your insurance agent on that. Thanks, Roger. I do want to get a hold of a, um, uh, uh, David uh, Delo out of Arizona who does insurance for restaurants and bars mm-hmm. and see what, see what tips he has for folks. Um, uh, everything from business interruption insurance to uh, to the stuff that Roger just talked about that is a a good a good question um, and we 'll get some more information for our audience so so if you could do me a favor folks and type into the chat what you want to know here in the next few days we can uh, we can we can task ourselves um, 
with uh, finding the, the resources for you and putting it out there uh, be, between our contributors and our experts and so forth, we can get some of those answers for you. I know you got a, a thought, Raj. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you brought up the whole business interruption insurance because that was the very first call that I made to my agent. And that was about a week ago because I wanted to know if there was any business interruption related to this current crisis. And the answer was right now, most policies, the vast majority of policies out there have virus exclusions to them. I almost looked at it like an act of God, you know, and and maybe policies would honor that. And the answer, at least the short answer I got was no, there's currently no underwriting that, uh, that, that literally gives you a business interruption for a virus situation. So again, every individual policy is different, but you know, something more to look into. Yeah. Uh, Michael Credman, I just, I just unmuted you. Uh, you may, uh, depending on how you're connected, whether it's phone, you may be able to chat. Michael, can you, can you, are you there? Hello? Michael, Michael Credman. Hi, hi, Michael. Are uh, you can hear me? Yeah, I can. Thank you. All right, cool. Yeah. So Michael, good, man. I, I appreciate you jumping into the chat there. You talk about being busy the last couple of nights. Where are you? What type of concept? What is the vibe in the restaurant? Are people, uh, taking it seriously what, what, what do you what do you think um it, it doesn't seem like people are taking it so seriously um we're uh, a restaurant that's uh basically like uh florida cuisine you know we have grouper um just different fish dishes kind of like american and uh like just floridian cuisine uh over by uh, siesta key and uh, a lot of older population but um it's just been packed every night and the numbers are not down much from the year before how how are you, you know, thinking about as, this, as if, you know, this morning, if you see a CDC headline, limit gatherings to 50 people or less for eight weeks or more, how, what, what do you, how do you react to that? I'm just trying to get all the information I can and then try to transition to, um, yeah, I'm, I'm managing the, and then serving there as well. Uh, and our owner invited me to, you know, join in on this conference and I just been trying to gather the information I can. Um, to make sure that we're doing the right thing, stay uh, safe for the you know our our employees, and I help navigate this whole thing. All right, Michael, I I appreciate that. I I know it sounds like you're in a car breaking up a little yeah. bit. I'm just going to put you on mute on my side, but man, I, I appreciate. Yeah, Mike, I, 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 I appreciate I appreciate Mike jumping in and, and sharing. If I would love to hear from other folks what they're doing um uh with with that stuff it's really cool to hear what's happening in in your in your in your restaurant itself um how so, so bob asks how do you survive if this lasts for months and then california asking anyone over 65 to self-quarantine yeah that, that is the most vulnerable population so roger um let's go let's go to bob's question how do you survive if this lasts for months um that is kind of where I, I initially, when I thought of this, of doing an impromptu call, where we would go with the conversation um, uh, and talk about lessons that we could learn for the future. But let's take that mentality. How can you survive if this lasts for months? Well, I guess the first thing I mentioned earlier in the call for those who weren't on it or didn't hear it was you have to immediately contact um, your lender if you have current loans outstanding and ask for certain concessions. I was able to do that this morning and it's not a loan forgiveness situation, but banks and lenders are willing to suspend payments for several months only to add those payments on to the end of the term of your loan, which is going to save you know, you thousands of dollars a month, which right off the bat can help in addition to requesting 
lines of credit, that sort of thing, secured by your business or personal collateral. So that's one way, and you must reach out and ask about this. But then the bigger picture is the Small Business Administration is currently defining disaster relief loans for small business. And what's yet to be defined is how you qualify, how you apply, how soon the funds will be available. And you know, chances are that process will take some time, uh, not for them to make the decisions, but for you to actually get funds in hand if you qualify. That's something that I'm staying on top of minute by minute. And as soon as you know that information is released, you want to be first in line on that because you know there's going to be a crush. But it is a widespread situation, and the government is stepping in several ways to, to assist small business. We've already talked about the importance of the daily break-even. It may make sense for most of you, some of you, many of you to close your business versus to try to stay open and lose more money with drastically reduced sales revenue. So in conjunction with, uh, you know, lender concessions, if you close your business for weeks, you may be in a better position than if you try to stay the course and do this uh, curbside delivery pickup, you know, to go only business model. And we might all be forced to close our sit-down full-serve restaurants uh, entirely. I also mentioned the beginning of the call about Mike Pence making a major announcement tonight about uh, you know how this is going to affect gathering places and what will be required or we might even be forced to do. So I, I guess I would encourage everybody to tune into that. And we may learn a lot more from that call than we know right now. And this thing continues to unfold. Um, yeah, Roger, just to echo the fact that it's, uh, as you say, continuing to unfold, that is, uh, 100%, 100% accurate, right? So we don't know the answers. That's why we, even in writing the email was like, Hey, I don't know the answers, but let's get on and get a couple feedbacks, um, share a couple tips. So Roger talked about a, a couple things we've hit already is, you know, get with your lenders, get with your, get with your, um, uh, your landlords, utility people, you're going to see some forget not forgiveness not not they're not they don't want their money but there may be some delays on that in terms of cash flow so you, you're going to do that um yourself you're going to need to do uh, as da i see darren's note to me you know key or your own cash flow analysis yeah you're probably not going to produce enough revenue from a takeout only uh window to have a full staff obviously so you're going to have to make adjustments there and you're going to have to change it day by day so um if I didn't say this already, um, folks in the chat, let me know what you want to know about in the next few days. We can do another uh, session like this where we just get on and talk about, hey, what the heck is going on new, even though we don't, you know, have, we didn't, I didn't have much of an agenda today because I didn't know what we were, were going to hit. So we can do this, but let me know what you need to know about. Um, I, I'm, I'm also, I also already made some notes to reach out to some takeout and, and online ordering folks to get you some more tips there. Uh, the insurance folks for tips on what is going on there. Uh, we'll see um, new CDC guidelines. We'll see stuff from our local governments as well. Um, uh, we talked about using delivery, the portals, uh, gift cards as a way to do that, scaling back your menu uh, as a way to be more profitable on the stuff that you do sell. Um, obviously, to the extent that you have time, you're going to strategize about what you can do uh, now and in the short term and then in the long term. Obviously, um, whatever crisis plan you had written down, you're going to need to update that in terms of because I'm sure a lot of the crisis we think about here in Florida is the hurricane and a hurricane sucks and it's horrible, but it usually will knock you out for a week, a two weeks, a bad one is a month. Right, right. Um, this is very different and it's not just in Florida or Georgia that got hit or someone that had a tornado or a fire. This is like the whole country is going to get this for a prolonged period of time. There is no roadmap to do it. So we're going to kind of work on this together. So let me know what else we can do to help. Um, 
those are the notes that I had. I'm going to look back for questions and comments. If any, again, if anyone else wants to share a story, just say, Hey, I'd like to share a story and I can try to unmute you for that. Roger, um, uh, as well as we kind of start the process of wrapping up any, uh, kind of thoughts. What do you think? Yeah. One thing we didn't really cover in detail. I started to mention if you are doing this sort of curbside delivery to go pickup model, obviously we have no idea if it will even come to approach the level of business you would have in a sit-down restaurant. This is going to be on a case-by-case basis, but two things that really jump out at me is in terms of damage control, you've got to limit um, your menu because obviously your, your entire menu would not be available for pickup delivery to go. Some things don't travel well, but the key point that I have yet to make is one of the things I've specialized in lately is menu design for maximum profit. And now may be the time to think about this. I work with lots of clients and unfortunately what I've been finding out is their lower profit menu items across the board in each individual category, whether that's appetizers, starters, entrees, desserts, that kind of thing. In each category, lower profit appetizers, entrees, desserts are taking sales away from higher profit items simply because they're there, they're appealing to the customers. So if you're going to pare down your menu, you really need to cost out every item in that menu and know exactly what it contributes to profit. And simply running a product mix report is going to tell you the volume of sales. And I've worked out this whole formula and template. And it's unfortunate that in each category, restaurants are losing dollars, not pennies, every time they sell the low profit item versus the high. On the appetizer side, they're losing, you know, three, five, seven bucks every time they sell this versus that. The entree side, it's even more uh, scary to the situation. It's $10, $12, $15 and more. And you're paying your kitchen staff higher, the highest wages in the place. You might as well be maximizing your sales of your highest profit items. So you need to know which items you're most profitable. If they travel well, if they package well, you're going to sell them because there's going to be a demand for this takeout delivery and you know curbside pickup thing. You might as well be selling things that give you the most amount of money back as opposed to spinning your wheels, paying people high wages to put out low profit items. So you got to make that balance as well. And then now is the most important time to train your staff, not only on service, but on suggestive selling because every dollar counts and sales are the lifeblood of your business. So if you're not training your staff, we can help with that area. Um, you know, all that's available at restaurantrockstars.com, completely turnkey programs. And I'm not trying to sell you anything, but I'm simply stating the fact that you got to train your staff to sell and make suggestions because now's the time people will be buying because they're not going to be cooking at home every night. They're staying in. Here's an opportunity. You got to capitalize on, on it any way you can. Roger. Um, thank you for that. Uh, a couple, couple of things to add on there to Roger's point. Like I have... I've extensively gone through Roger's book and interviewed him on a, on a chapter by chapter basis about some of the stuff he's talked about. And that content is sitting on our website um, for on runningrestaurants.com. For the most part, I, it's probably behind the member area. So here, let me, let me, let me do this. I don't have a plan for it right now because we're talking ad hoc, but if you're on this call and you email me, um, I will open up the paid membership for you. No problem. Like for free, uh, for, you know, at least like, I, I, I don't know, I'm just talking out loud I'll, like for three months. I'll just put, put you in there as a member so you can see everything in my side in terms of some webinars and stuff. So, so um, that, that, that's easy. That's a no-brainer that I want to do to help out. So um, just email me on the website and if you're on this call, say you did that. Um, separately, I'm going back through 
questions um, and comments and stuff. Uh, yeah, okay. Do not buy anything more. Run through your inventory and close if new dollars are too low. Makes sense, right? Absolutely. Um, your local state SB, SBC development office centers are on frontline. Yeah, the, so those guys are going to be there for you. I like so this. This is a good point from uh, little little K. Talks about uh, other emergency. We donate product first responders. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Another opportunity um, for community goodwill is because we have kids in school. I've seen a lot of posts about um, kids who are challenged to get their rest, their their, their meals and stuff. So offering um, food to kids, uh, kids lunches would be a nice community thing if you have the ability to do that. So mm-hmm. so and 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 then. I don't call this a disaster much like a, like a hurricane where people are just, you know, desperate, desperate, desperate. But this is an opportunity to be a member of your community as a local operator. So look for those opportunities where you can to help out. Um, that is that is awesome. And that's why independents are, are, are awesome. So um, I, had, I had a gentleman ask about tune, tuned in late. How do I obtain a recording? So this should be recording. Hopefully it is. Hopefully I can um, save it and then just pop it onto the page for folks who either came in late or couldn't join us live. Because it is, uh, I, I appreciate folks. We, there's a lot of folks to jump on live to a call impromptu. A um, couple last parting thoughts. Um, yeah, the cost of takeout items okay, and containers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's a cost of doing business anyway. You already have those things on hand. This may be a competitive advantage. I mean, in our community, there are restaurants doing this delivery thing and they're charging for delivery. Other restaurants are doing it absolutely free of charge for goodwill, you know, hoping to increase their business by not passing on additional costs to the consumer. You've got to make that own choice depending on how successful or how, you know, how much demand there is for this pivoted model. I know we're not charging for delivery. I'm not tacking on any additional costs. I'm just hoping to get as many sales to my customers as possible and just, you know, doing the right thing. We're staying open, we're, we're serving the community, but we're closing our restaurant to sit down service. And uh, that's the best we any of us can do. Yeah, Rod, I was thinking about that question of if you if you weren't ready for to go and delivery, there's there's certain packaging you need and stuff that travels well. So hopefully yeah. you're able to solve that and we can look for some tips from our takeout people soon. To get that to you, another another question about utility payments, which are high. I think the utility folks are going to be understanding. Uh, not, that's probably not where I'm looking for understanding, but they will have some flexibility in yes. terms of that. Um, uh, Darren, who was with us earlier, um, I wanted to come back to you uh, again. Darren has seen it all, been it all as a coach, consultant in the industry, speaks in speaks in conferences, runs restaurants, has run restaurants, is currently running restaurants. So, um, da- Darren, sh- share some more thoughts as as you've heard us talk here. What do you got? Well, first of all, Jamie and Roger, thank you for putting this together. The information helps everybody and we're all going through this. The way that I'm looking at this right now is kind of in three different aspects. First, you got the cleaning, right? We practice some really great new strong uh, guidances and and practices so that we keep clean and, and safe, right? The, the ketchup bottles and changing the tongs out on the buffet and all those things, the cleaning every 20 minutes. And then you get into what I feel like we're in now is survival mode. And I think the survival mode is driven by fear. We will get through the fear of this, right? So hunker down, do the best you can for your business. It's decisions literally every hour, not every day, not every week, but it's every hour things are changing. And then you go into bounce back mode. And I think what we've learned from in the past, whether it's a hurricane or a recession, 
our industry comes back very strong. So things may get very tough for a undetermined amount of time, but things will come back really quickly once they do and just be ready for it. So uh, everybody, hope you guys get through this and Jamie, Roger, thank you very much. Thank you as well. Thank you, Darren. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, that, 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 I appreciate that, Darren. So, so I, everybody knows the the famous saying that you know this too shall pass. I I, I suit that that has to be the case here, right? So um, this is unprecedented kind kind of. Uh, I know a week ago we we were like, oh man, it's you know it's not going to be a big deal, um, you know, and it and it is changing day you know day by day, and I I'm shocked where we are right now. And so, but we will get through this. The, the the stock market will recover. People will start dining out again. We will go to movies. The sports people will play. All these things will happen. But we do need a strategy to get through it. So, so we're here for you. We'll we'll maybe we'll do another call like this with some some tips and look for folks that are finding some secrets uh, secret sauce in in the mix to find it. Uh, we'll update the website. As I mentioned, folks, you can email me directly. That's easy to do on the website, runningrestaurants.com. If you hit anywhere, contact us. Uh, it'll, it'll, it will uh, make its way to me. Um, if not, just re- reply to the email and so forth. Um, hey, Julio, what's up, buddy? Yeah, uh, looking for um, – I'll, I'll reach out to you, man. Um, and so I, I'll, I'll wrap up. Um, I, I should be able to get a recording of this out to folks again, to our bigger audience who, who wasn't able to join us live. I did have some other notes to cover, but we've been on, on for almost an hour. So I don't want to keep folks any longer. I do appreciate you joining us. Hopefully this is helpful to do it, uh, like this, even a little chaotic with the, with the interface, but, uh, I appreciate you being, uh, being with us. Uh, last comment I see survival mode pay first for product. Limit paying rent, utilities, big business, take care of small, most vulnerable groups. So yeah, remember, we're independents. Ask for your community support, people who love you, who are your best customers. That's why hopefully we've built a list. We've built a strong base. We have service. We have that, um, that brand credibility and, um, and, 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 and vibe and feel for, for our local audience. So um, we'll be back in touch. I'll, I'm going to end the call here in a minute. Thank you again, for everybody, for jumping on. Um, be good out there. Stay, stay tuned to the news. Look for the site. Um, We'll keep you updated. I, I appreciate it. Roger, thank you. Darren, thanks for chiming in. Folks, thanks, chat, folks who uh, put in the chat tips and advice, hit the mute button there by accident. All right. Thanks, folks. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Well, listeners, you know, as you listen to this episode of the podcast, you know, we're all caught up in the middle of very uncertain times, of course, with the aftermath and the ongoing uh, uncertainties of the coronavirus. And at this time, it's more important than ever to have your house in order, to have your staff putting your best service forward with your customers, to making suggestions to your customers that are profitable. You might have to pivot from dining service to a takeout or a curbside pickup or delivery model. That's something that we're doing in our own restaurants this week. And it's all about knowing your daily break-even number, which is so critical to making that critical decision as to whether you should close, whether you should close one day, two day, or permanently, at least temporarily for the next few weeks or months. And can you weather the storm? And also, you know, are you making concessions with your lenders? Are you figuring out every option that's available to you to conserve cash, to be able to meet your obligations, and of course, survive the most important thing. So if we can help you with any of this, uh, reach out to me, Roger, R-O-G-E-R at restaurantrockstars.com. 
www.ethicsmartcoaching.com. Or of course, we've got a full uh, range of systems available that are turnkey and online at restaurantrockstars.com that'll help you with your daily break even and help you dial in your inventory and your critical cost controls and knowing what your labor cost is every week, as well as uh, maximizing your menu profit, training your staff to serve and sell. Sell, of course, because sales are the lifeblood of our business. So if we can help you anyway, please reach out to us. And once again, we certainly appreciate your listening to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. All the best to you and uh, the best of luck in the months ahead as we continue to weather the storm. Thanks for listening to, to the, the Restaurant, Restaurant Rockstars, Rockstars podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. See you next time.